Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. I would rather invest uh, my time and effort in finding these defects, these bugs in-house than having the customer experience it. Not only is it 10 times more expensive to have a bug on the customer field, it is also a poor, makes for poor customer experience. It's time for Women Who Code Conversations, a segment to hear from top technology professionals sitting down with a Women Who Code member to discuss real world experiences in the industry. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Please let me introduce you to Nandini. I am Alma Negrete from Women Who Go Santiago, Chapter Santiago. I software engineer over 20 years, now 50. But here we are with Nandini Srivasan. Srivasan. She is the vice president of quality assurance at Motive, over 22 years of quality engineering. Her core area of expertise lies in raising the bar on internal quality standards to directing centralized end-to-end regression and end-user testing. Her having the technical expertise has been crucial in pointing teams toward uh, automation. Ah, that word is hard for me. And improving efficiency. And as an avid advocate for women in technology and hands on educator of the next generation, she worked with FLL Robotic Code. She worked like Robotic Code for elementary school and middle school children. Nandini believes in investing in our future generation and as an outspoken champion for women in the workplace she is very happy I, and i you will know it and unabated un, un, about the clarifying misconceptions about what roles women can serve in technology welcome nandini and thank, thank you, very you for your time <laughs> thank you alma that was very sweet and a very generous introduction thank you so much Great, thank you for, for your time. Really, really, it's, it's a pleasure to hear you talk about your career. And here is the first question. Can you tell us more about your career journey, please? Sure. Um, so as you mentioned in your in, uh, introduction, um, I have around uh, 22 uh, years of experience in this industry. Uh, so um, I started off uh, as a UI uh, developer um, back with Veritas, um, but very soon I gravitated towards uh, performance engineering. It's a um, it is a fragment of uh, uh, quality um, where we try to test an application to scale. Um, so the next uh, five years uh, of my career was with uh, US Bank, uh, where I was focused on uh, performance testing. Uh, financial applications. Um, and I think um, somewhere around um, uh, year eight, um, I got into um, the QA leadership uh, roles um, where I started leading and managing teams, um, became a QA manager for test automation. And my philosophy with um, QA automation has 
our quality in general has always been to focus on test automation um, because I feel that test automation is the best way to get the maximum efficiencies for any kind of software development um, process. Um, and, you know, um, that is also was kind of came at a time, was very timely for me because uh, the perception of quality has always been um, somebody just types in and you do what you see is what you get testing. But when you do a test automation based uh, quality verification, it is more testing the code um, than just testing, uh, doing a manual verification. It is not to discount the manual verification because manual verification is how uh, a user um, uses your product. So that is absolutely important from a user experience test. Um, but I have kind of um, grown in my career, setting up teams uh, from scratch, building test automation frameworks, building state-of-the-art test technologies, um, and then taking it forward. And right now, uh, for the last uh, four, I want to say, yeah, around four years, I have been uh, head of quality um, for uh, large organizations, um, large quality organizations leading um, software test teams, firmware test teams, um, and kind of channeling all these processes. Uh, so that's that's how my career has been so far, or that's that's what I do. <laughs> sound, sound sound very 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 sound great, but the the other word I think is about it's it very it's a lot of thing that you do around your career, and but if you if we can take it to to, to today, can you mm -hmm. tell us about your day to day work as a VP of Q, QA? thinking maybe in, in your interaction with your team or anything else? Sure. Um, so on from a day-to-day -day basis, so like I mentioned, I manage uh, software QA teams, I manage firmware QA teams. And then if you, and I also kind of work very closely with customer experience um, and customer testing, right? Just yesterday, I was telling someone, that test engineering has two facets. One is the baked in quality, what you do in-house, right? That is test coverage, test automation, all the processes, defect metrics, that's what you do in-house. The other is how does the customer value what you have done, right? So working very closely with customer teams to see what kind of customer reported issues are coming in, how can we take what we what, what got missed or what the customer is looking at and then beef up our, our test coverage. So on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, I kind of try to um, build up these teams in terms of technology. So I always split my day as people process technology. So I work, I invest in people. I'm a big believer in investing my relationships with people. So it's it's about talking to my team, even if it is multiple skip levels, I just will ping someone, ask them how their day is, how it's going. I talk about setting up these processes, work with my stakeholders, um, trying to figure out what kind of metrics they're looking for. Um, then I look into the firmware side, same thing, whether it is firmware or software, the underlying structure is the same, right? What, what kind of tests are coming, how the release is going, um, and and you mentioned about the teams and you know it's it's extremely important to 
uh, work with people in making sure that your the way you have your leadership style right mm-hmm. because what a leader is 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 what the team is reflective of so mm-hmm. um it's important that my directors and managers are are kind of aligned and reflective of the people invested style because in uh the QA team always is working up in the last minute testing so they need that that extra support uh and like an all hands on deck approach to help them you know remove whatever they're blocking um and helping them work and more efficiently um so on a day to day basis i would say um looking into the issues uh looking um strategizing creating larger strategies in terms of test technologies how where we should be getting our efficiencies from um how we can take automation to the next level planning for mm-hmm. scale because as your application is growing you have to test for scale um and making sure that you are keeping in touch with your customer success teams so the customers are happy that that is the focus in the customer and the user yes yes but um following the same line can you speak about the importance of automatic automation and improving efficiency around the qa thinking thinking about the team and thinking about the 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 visual for the team how oh, how yeah. the team see their the work Yeah, I'm I'm very happy to answer that because test automation is like my passion. Um um and I'll tell you why because it it is very important for a quality team to be adapting themselves uh with their stakeholder development and product teams, right? When you you have to collaborate very well with the developers because they are the ones writing the code, but you also have to collaborate very well with your product teams because you want to be sure that you're testing to a requirement not just testing to what was written right mm-hmm. um so um test automation is is extremely helpful because it helps you improve your test times your build validation times uh and at the same time it also helps you uh release faster and that is how our all of our companies are operating on a daily basis right um mm-hmm. hey you should because you want to make sure that people don't think that just because i'm testing an application i'm putting brakes on velocity right so mm-hmm. if you have a good sound test automation framework your test automation teams can start running in parallel with your developers um and they can start building the framework for you know be it pseudo code testing or be um, you know to making sure and at the same time whatever automation is already developed they can leverage off of it and start running regressions in the background as the code starts coming in so automation helps improve efficiency op- automation helps you release things faster and another important um, uh, facet of test automation is it helps improve build health so if you if, if all of us are doing multiple deployments a day so you want to make sure that with every check in if you have selected automation then you are able to give a 
your how is my build doing? How are these different build health coming? Um, so, and also I kind of emphasize the need for automation with my development teams as well, because I, I emphasize to them to write good unit tests. And if they write good unit tests, so unit tests, just very quickly for your listeners, is a test that tests as the, the snippet of code that they have just written, right? You write good unit tests, then we extend upon it to write better integrated tests, better API tests, um, and even UI tests to try to see the look and feel, right? Um, so, and, and kind of like if I also emphasize that the tech stack we use on our automation framework has to match the tech stack that our developers use. And I'll quickly tell you why. The reason is that when it uh, test testing and quality is everybody's responsibility. And we are gone are the days where we are talking about, we're talking about millions of lines of code, not 1 million lines of code, right? So our code base is constantly increasing. So in order to catch up with automation, it is important that the developers um, can see and in a familiar technology stack, if you ask them to write the automations to their APIs, then it will it is easier to merge in with the larger automation framework container. And it's also when I, I in most of my setups, uh, our development teams are our peer reviewers, our development teams are the people who work very closely with our test, te test teams to uh, review their automation and then take advantage of the, you know, the efficiency that automation brings. So all in all, I would say is test automation is the need of the hour. It helps us in multiple ways. And it most importantly, it helps you release faster. Yeah, you don't save time with that. Save yes. a lot of time. And yeah. if, if I'm not wrong, do last time when, when we take uh, when when we speak, you <laughs> said the, the how many time you lost and money getting you lost if Correct. you found a bug in the production. Yes, yes. That's the other thing that I like to constantly remind people of is cost of quality. This mm. is something I'm very passionate also about. I would rather invest uh, my time and effort in finding these defects, these bugs in-house than having the mm. customer experience it. Not only is it 10 times more expensive to have a bug on the customer field, it is also a poor, makes for poor customer experience right? Mm. These days we are in the world of mobile apps and app store ratings. And once your app store ratings go down, that has very bad consequences. So mm. you want to be sure that, that, that you invest that baked in quality that I was talking to you earlier about, you invest in that baked in quality and you make sure that um, these investments help you prevent those poor experiences in the market. Uh, so, yes, mm. thank you for reminding me. That is also <laughs> something that I really emphasize is the cost of quality is one-tenth in-house in, in than when your customer experiences it. It's a, a, a funny pain because you, you, when you found the bug, you don't, have, you don't know if you can cry or laugh because how can I pass this thing? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes these bugs are because the way the customer uses it. And that mm-hmm. is where mm-hmm. the, the manual testing comes in handy, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, right. sometimes automation is just looking at a certain set of browsers and certain set of operation oper- interoperability. But a manual testing will catch these edge cases, right? These kind of setup cases. Yeah, that is why people say, well, if you you if you can automate the uh, automatis- make the automatization of the testing, why you need manual testing? But no. this little thing flies yes. away. Yes, it's yes. a reason for, for the manual for testing. For edge cases, for customer users. Yeah. And I always say this, automation makes time for ad hoc testing, exploratory mm-hmm. testing, right? You are able mm-hmm. to think out of the box and test because you know that bulk of your regression, bulk of your functionality is covered by automation. So mm-hmm. you are able to say, oh, okay, in this Chrome version or in this Safari version with this underlying uh, operating system, how does my application perform, right? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, um, there is no substitute for manual testing. Absolutely. Complimented. Yeah, they complement each other. Absolutely, yes. And in 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 your experience, looking how the quality assurance is working, how how has the quality assurance in the tech changed throughout your your career? Oh, uh, that that's where the twenty two years comes in, right? <laughs> because um, when I but, I, I, I start working in coal. And and now I work in front end, so I yeah. I feel the I feel the same really. I know. <laughs> yeah, when when I started, I remember uh, you know we would come into work at like nine o'clock or ten o'clock in the night, so we could mm. do the deployments when the when the markets are down because we were I was working for a financial company when the stock markets so nobody's there. Then we would actually take every server out of the pool. Then we would validate it. We would test in production. And it would be like a six, seven hours of work before. And you have to make sure everything is stitched up and looking good um, um, just before the markets come up. So that was way back when you had web applications only. Then uh, uh, And then you had thick clients. That is, you had just standalone application testings. Then, you know, we came into the world of, uh, mobile, then we came into the world of virtualization where you're able to spin up these environments, right? And also in all of these, the this is the deployment aspect. Then it, we came from agile to waterfall. Agile was there for the longest time where QA would come all the way to the end and people would get like very little time to test and QA would not be involved in the earlier parts, right? Then came Agile where, um, you know, where I actually spent some time getting myself certified, understanding Agile. Then in multiple companies, I I was a part of like making sure that we are implementing Agile correctly. Um, And, you know, nobody does Agile in the same way. Everybody has their own flavor. They call it hybrid. But the the QA has, testing has moved up, but what we call as the shift left approach. Uh, so today, even when there is requirements written, people, um, you know, you need strong voices, which basically say, hey, even if you're writing a requirement, make sure that you keep test in mind. You are accounting for 
this application rewrite, but you're also accounting for the test time. Um, and today, even um, when your developer starts writing code, automation gets started. You know, you are also ask, creating uh, checklists and test plans. You are working in a scrum team in a very close coordinated fashion where your stakeholders exactly know what you are doing uh, and you know what kind of requirement is coming. Uh, in some organizations, uh, quality engineers also not just file bugs, but also give proposals for how to fix these bugs. Um, you know, so that it's the dynamics has changed from uh, being uh, some an organization that would get called in the last four 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 days to someone who's actually called in and uh, made sure that this team participates and is also asking the right questions. And like I said, automation has changed the game today. Uh, if they even want to make platform-wise, if they want to make changes, they reach out to the automation team. Um, the whole concept of DevOps has come into the picture, right, in the last few years, um, which is a combination of Dev and QA into um, uh, taking the best into the um, into the deployment aspects and having DevOps engineers understand the pain points on both ends, right? Um, and putting in infrastructure changes. So I think the tech, as the tech industry has changed, the quality industry has also changed. Today, the quality engineers understand that are all, all of them have good sound technical backgrounds. All of them know how to write code. All of them are very proficient at writing scripts um, and they understand the system architecture way better. Um, so, yes, I think the QA industry has has seen a huge change. Um, you know, mobile, then came cloud, and now it is all the AI triggers. So everything has changed the way, and quality has been changing and adapting itself. Absolutely. Now it's better having a QA working with you. And, yes. and clarify every question that you have about the, the, the business, about the technical side, and yeah. help you to, to communicate maybe or, or write a better unit, make in, inclusive. Every little detail is yeah. maybe um, love, uh, investing time in, in the present and gain, gain a lot in the future. So it's the better thing having a QA in the, in the dev team for me. Yeah, and, and and now it's not just the dev team, right? Even mm -hmm. your uh, support guys or customer success guys uh, try to reach out to a QA engineer uh, and ask them if they're able to reproduce an issue or they ask them if uh, there is a, a, a certain setup that they already have that they can use it as a sandbox. Uh, uh, Pre-sales engineers work with QA teams, right? Um, earlier, it was just QA working with dev, but that's what I said. QA works now hand in hand with DevOps, hands in hand with product managers, hand in hand with sales, pre-sales, and customer success. So and all that, the process and yes, all this, exactly. Uh, Quality is everywhere right. now. <laughs> Quality for everyone. You <laughs> <laughs> you 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 just talk us a, a lot about what is your experience like QA in, in every level. But can you tell us now about how the company where you're working now 
how the motive supported you, but not not the not like a technical people, you know, technical persons, in, uh, but like a leader or execute in the inside the company. And thinking yes. in that case, what drew you to the mod to motive, and what keep you at the company? Vision, mission, people, culture, everything. Can you tell us? Definitely, very happy to. Um, so I joined Motive almost a year back, and uh, Motive, uh, just for your viewers, uh, is uh, one of the leaders in AI fleet management companies. So uh, I'm, just to give you a perspective, right? My title is that of a vice president of quality uh, for a company of Motive size, uh, and for a company uh, of like Motive to 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 take give importance to quality such that they have a, a vice president reporting into a chief technology officer um, as a, a head of quality is extremely, I think just with that, uh, they are sending a message very loud and clear about how invested uh, the entire company is in uh, quality and how much they give importance to the fact that they they need a leader in quality who has an equal seat at the table, uh, who is able to go neck and neck with other technical leaders at the company itself. Another um, reason I was drawn to Motive is uh, the core values. And I think I kind of exercise those core values and resonate so much with me. Uh, one of our core values is build trust. Uh, and another one that I really resonates with me is to bring down walls and build bridges. So if just, you know, as I explained to you, quality is everywhere, right? But you have to build that trust with your stakeholders that, hey, I know what I'm doing. Here's how I'm going to test the application. And could you give me, in turn, could you give me these logs? Or, hey, I'm going to test these applications. Could you let me know how the customer, what, what kind of customer setup is there? So that's the kind of the quality always is in a trust building exercise. And I think at Motive, with all my peer stakeholders, they have been nothing but super collaborative. And it's just been a wonderful experience so far. Um, and I like uh, the, the equality focus that we have, giving quality an equal seat at the table across all stakeholders, not just the technical teams. So um, I think um, that aspect of motive uh, is, I think, I think the, their biggest selling point is the culture at motive. It's a absolutely fun culture. Sounds sound like a great place to work. Absolutely. And it is. <laughs> and taking back the, the concept that you explained us about how a, a good team or, or how a good team having diversity in the roles and how the QA works in every stages of the of product or process or develop some anything. How important is it to have diversity, diversity in tech, especially around the QA? Sure. Um, diversity, I think, is, is fundamental. It's absolutely crucial. It is the pillar, the backbone to innovation. You have to have diverse teams. It doesn't really matter whether in, in what your team is doing. 
having a diverse team fosters thought processes from different aspects, from different backgrounds. And that is what gets you ahead of the market. And especially in a quality role, uh, I think having, having that diverse team you know, is it's it's no different than any other team. So it is it, it is fundamental to have uh, diversity. And I think I pride myself um, in almost every stint that I have uh, on having around fifty percent women in my team. Um, and I, I I feel that you know we all keep that goal for diversity, and it is it is not easy because. When you're in a business setup, you're constantly, um, you know, trying to fill your recs, which you needed it yesterday, right? But mm. it takes a little bit of time, but it it is achievable. You need to request your recruiters to say, okay, I would like to see as many women resumes or as many culturally diverse resumes as I am seeing um, th- than, than what I see right now. And also at the same time, you want to say, um, you know, could you please make sure that do I have enough women coming into um, into the the interview panels, right? And then another thing I wanted to add, which I think I didn't when we last spoke, was it's not just in, important for to interview as many women, but your interviewees, your panel also should need to have women. Right, right. I I, you know? I hear about that. Yeah, because it's so intimidating when yes. it's just the only women sitting there, and you have a male panel asking you, oh, "Why are you doing yes. here?" Yes. So I always emphasize, and I'm very proud at Motive. We always make sure that you know we have women in our panel, right? And and I would say that all these different committees that we have within any organization, a hiring committee or a merit committee or whatever it is. Make sure there's a woman in there, right? There's diversity there. There's a presence of a woman or a a diverse presence because it's important that that perspective comes in. And it's also important to send a message to your company that, hey, we have it. And I can tell you at Motive, um, engineering all hands or the company all hands, sometimes the people who open these all hands are women, right? Mm. And I really like that culture because uh, it kind of says, oh, okay. It, it makes you feel good, right? When you see, oh, that database engineer just walk is giving, is opening the company all hands or um, a woman in tech is opening all hands, right? So um, right. But, um, I, I, I'm a huge proponent of diversity and diversity across, uh, not just in quality. Yeah, it's it's it, it, for me. Maybe it's weird when some when somebody said, "Oh, it's, this is company is very like diversity," and when you every every everybody can you see inside the company just male or just some yeah. profile people is okay. Yeah, Next, <laughs> the door is big. I can yes. get as in this point we talk about a lot how you see the QA evolution, how you see uh, day by day in your work, how is motive for you in the in this process um, in, in the work. But can you talk more about yourself? Maybe tell, about, tell us about what are you passionate 
but outside the work. Sure, sure. Um, so um, when, when I'm not working, um, uh, so just to give you guys a quick preview, uh, I have two boys. Um, and they're 15 and uh, almost 11. And uh, so I'm a robotics coach when I'm not working. Uh, I, work, I, I coach a first Lego League team. Uh, and this uh, first Lego League focuses on elementary and middle school. Uh, but, but when I was getting into, you know, having boys, I think it's, well, I would have loved to have girls too, but, you know, it's important that I raise my boys with uh, understanding and knowing that the importance of respecting women and including women, right? So um, I always share this anecdote with everyone that when I walk into a Target or a Walmart, I would see that there would be these pink and purple Legos for girls. And they're typically like a dollhouse or an ice cream stand, something really easy to put together. But then when you go towards the boys' side, that's when the blue and the brown Legos, which are like Star Wars or battleships and um, the complicated one, like 1400 pieces and like important ones that actually, you know. So what I did when I, um, as a part of our being a robotics coach, I also work with uh, underprivileged uh, schools around uh, San Jose. So I would take these different uh, blue kits and go and give it as gifts to girls. Um, because I also realized in my, in my career and my journey with working with children, that it is somewhere around the middle school mark that the girls make a decision to shy away from STEM or not be mm -hmm. a part of STEM. So that's the age that you have to tap. So being a robotics coach, it really gave me that avenue to help uh, uh, work in my community, give back to my community. Um, and the first year we went from six boys and one girl. And today we have uh, two boys and four girls. So, um, you know, it's a uh, it's an amazing time. Uh, I love the shift and dynamics, but I'm also very proud of the boys in my robotics team. They're all, uh, those who have graduated and those who are apart, they're all really good in very inclusive. They, I see them conducting themselves really well. And um, I think that's also a function of how you coach and you let them know that hey, it, just because you're a girl in the team, you're not the person responsible for organizing and sorting, but you can also write code uh, and switch out the responsibilities. Um, so yeah, robotics is my passion. Uh, and I love, um, you know, uh, being a robotics coach. And um, I think I watch um, a lot. Uh, one of the core values of first is inclusion. Um, so I, we always listen to TED Talks um, as a part of our, uh, just to explain to the children. And one of my favorite TED Talks is from Reshma Sojani. Uh, I'm a, you know, I have like a fangirl moment whenever I see or hear Reshma speak. Um, she's the CEO um, of Girls Who Code and I'm a huge follower of her. Um, Indra Nui is another person that I look up to, um, coming up from a similar background from the, you know, 
I really like, uh, I've read every book, every podcast of hers from, from one place to another. Um, and of course, I'm also a huge fan of Michelle Obama. So uh, I'm bringing all this up to just say that when I work with the kids, I kind of try to impress upon these people to say, hey, be sure that you listen to them. And I get these fun books for them that uh, talk about inclusion. And that's really important to me. That, that small big, big detail for every girl in the world when you tell, tell her, okay, you can just, you can work, play with another toys that's not just dolls or yeah. kitchen or everything, just no pink, no purple, no, yeah. <laughs> no white maybe. And <laughs> you had a lot of options of color, toys, book. Yes. Channels, yes. everything, and you open their minds so big, so great. And, and, and when past five years, 10 years, maybe I don't know when you can see her again and, and, and know the difference between her and other girls is, is gratifying. It's huge, it's huge. It's I can huge. tell you from a first hand basis that <sighs> the girls who grow up like you know knowing that even the way they speak is with so much more confidence uh, and and they know how to recognize and spot and say hey 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 don't don't box me in this color okay i know i can i can handle that um you know oh, so i'm great. very proud of the all of that <laughs> thank you very nice and your time your time i hope is not a problem in this moment, but we have this last question for you. Oh, sure. Um, for close the session today, great, great work for you from your yourself. Hearing you is very, very, very. What? And I, the the word is agree a lot with you <laughs> for everything you said. But what pro tip do you have for women in tech? Can you give us? Um, from a pro tip standpoint, um, I, I, I think um, I, I always uh, say this to I, I say this to even my robotics kids. Um, so it's it holds good for all ages across all of us is um, don't be in, intimidated. Um, OK, uh, tech is for everyone. Um, even yesterday, I was teaching Python code to a girl in the, from my robotics team. And that's the first thing I told her. I said, don't be scared. Uh, coding is for everyone. It is fun. It's easy. So don't be intimidated. Um, and then I, I would also say that um, don't, don't back down. Don't let these bad, any, any bad experience define how your trajectory should be. In fact, take a step back and say, huh, this happened to me. Now, how do I learn from it? How do I move forward? Right. Um, and uh, I, I always give this example. Right. I, 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 I think this happened to me uh, much later in my career too. But it's it stood stood in my head. Uh, I think around 2014, we were. I was a manager, senior manager, and we, there was one of these manager trainings in our engineering organization. And I was dropping my children off and. Uh, I, while I made it on time, I was the last person to enter the the training con, uh, hall, and they assigned me to a table. There were only two managers who were women and thirty men. Um, and as I entered the room, they assigned me to a table, uh, and 
one of the guys uh, leans and asks me, so you're from HR? Um, so <laughs> I lean back and I said, are you from accounting? Uh, and oh. you should have seen you should have seen the look on his face. It was like, no, 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 I'm an engineering manager. Why would you even ask that, right? Uh, but it's, it's these experiences are uh, could actually be discouraging. But uh, I have learned that don't let these discouraging experiences define you. Just stand up, dust it off, and move on because we all have a long way to go to uh, bring about uh, the much needed, um, you know, equal, equality that we're desiring for. And another tip I would say is definitely join a woman's network because these channels provide that safe space, that networking opportunity, uh, and and that moment of giving you that encouragement sometimes that you just need to hear. Absolutely. Great, great. It's, it's, not, it's not another thing that take, take the thing yourself, for yourself, by yourself. And yeah. if, if the problem is there, okay, the problem will be there always. You move on, yeah. just like a rock in the shoe, is the word? <laughs> I don't That's remember. Right. <laughs> you can throw, yeah. throw away. Yeah. Um, that, that is all the question we have. Nandini, thank you very, very much for your time. I hope no forget anything else, but um, please, if, if, if somebody, anybody, all the women who's hearing you, how can they hear they, they're contact to you if you want, if yeah. they want? Okay, everybody. I I am um, I love hearing from people. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active, uh, so feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, and I'm happy uh, to be you know just have a conversation, meet for a cup of coffee, um, anything. Um, I'm happy to be there for your listeners or anyone who would just like to have a conversation. So yes, please feel free. Uh, and I want to thank um, you all uh, for this opportunity. So this means a lot to me. So thank you very much for this. I love talking to you, Alma. It was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> your, your story, all the things you to tell us for me is very inspired. Inspired me. Inspired me in this moment. You don't really do. You don't have no idea how it's helping me. Every word you said. Really, thank you. So thank you. <laughs> for me, it's an honor to hear you and inter interview you. Is the yes. word. <laughs> and thank you for um, the organization of women who go for giving me this opportunity to stay here and ask you everything that we can in the this little time we have. So yes. that is. Everything, thank you very much again, and see you next day. All right, thank, thank you. you guys. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhocode. 
be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.